Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. Today's date is May 30. It is 12.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, markets are green. Doesn't look too bad today. Extreme fear, the same. Still sitting at a 10, but that was before the uh, the market pump. Yesterday was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say uh, green, pretty neutral, uh, boring weekend. Uh, relatively just Bitcoin kind of bouncing around that 29,500 support line. And uh, currently right now, just breaking out of resistance above that 30,600 line. Uh, current price right now, we are at 30,631. Uh, so at the time of this recording, uh, 12.33 p.m., we are bouncing against resistance and uh, see if we break out or not ethereum uh, below 2000 at 1912 dollars per ethereum token bnb is at 314.08 xrp is at 39 cents cardano 53 cents uh solano 46 bucks everything is green today cardano is up 12 percent. we got some big movers um bitcoin's up 4.5 percent on the 24 cardano is up 12.71 on the 24, that's the biggest mover in the top 20. Kronos up 6%. Maddox up 6.4%. Uh, Luna is up 64% at the time of this recording, but um, still obviously uh, way down from uh, – way, way, way down. So we won't talk about uh, Luna very much, I don't think, today. Uh, there's a little bit of news coming out of South Korea and involved Luna and how they're looking into Du Quan and the rest of the staff uh, behind the Luna project. Uh, what else we got here? We have a new token that I'm going to look into. I don't know anything about it. It's called Unsus Said Leo. I don't know if anyone else has heard about this, but it's broke broken into the top twenty. Uh, currently sitting at number eighteen, up three percent, worth five twenty-two a token. Uh, maybe we'll look into that on a show. But yeah, so uh, cheers to the Cardano holders. You're up almost thirteen percent today. So uh, good on you. Ethereum's up six percent and a twenty-four. So all in all, it's a pretty good day as far as markets go. Uh, we're looking at a potential Bitcoin breakout, see what happens. Right now, it's just kind of been bobbing up and down uh, against resistance all day. So uh, see if it breaks out or not. It hasn't dropped. So everything's looking good so far. And we're slightly above that resistance line at 36 uh, or 3,600. Uh, so like I said, greed and fear at 10. Over the weekend, it was like a 14. Uh Anywhere bobbing around between 10 and 14, but um, so no change. We're still in extreme fear. Some big news for Bitcoin Bitcoin holders. If you're students of history, uh, it is the ninth week of losses. Uh, So previous record before this was six, I believe. Uh, So right now we are just setting record after record of uh, negative negative price action uh, for Bitcoin for cumulative time in a row. Right now we're looking at nine weeks, moving into the 10th week. If we hit Sunday at the closing uh, and we are negative, that will be 10. So we're looking at, we have about six days to get positive here. We'll see what happens. It's only a matter of time. Can't go down forever. Uh, It's a scarce asset. It literally can't go down forever. So uh, we'll see when it does have a breakout. I'm looking forward to it as I imagine you are too. I am sick of seeing red uh, in the market. I'm sick of it. And uh, I try not to check the markets 
at all uh, until I do the show. So I'm not checking price action of stocks or uh, or crypto or anything else really until I do the show. I keep track of news related stuff, the macro environment I always track, but uh, price action, I'm not interested in it when it's going down. It's no fun to look at, so I just don't look at it because uh, I'm not a seller anyway, especially at this price. Uh, so I don't need to look at it. I don't need to track price if I'm not selling, and uh, neither do you. <clears throat> if you're not selling, uh, you don't need to track price. Uh, actually, that's a little bit incorrect because if you're buying, you want to track price. But uh, I think most people that are still in the crypto space uh, as of now are pretty educated on uh, Bitcoin and their their tokens of choice and uh, they know right now bitcoin's a screaming deal whether it be thirty thousand thirty one thousand thirty two whatever it doesn't really matter uh now it's a screaming deal on bitcoin so we're getting the first article of today this is by coin telegraph uh this is good news this is positive news and um for those of you who don't know don't um no, Bitcoin hit an all-time high uh, as far as Bitcoin held on the Lightning Network. Really exciting because it actually uh, the biggest the biggest problem with using Bitcoin as a money payment method or money simply is uh, speed and cost of transactions, which Lightning Network solves all that and uh, some pretty amazing stuff. And in my opinion, it actually um, removes the UK the use case for a, a lot of other tokens. So we'll see how this affects them. Um, in the long run, but I really like Lightning. I'm in the process of putting together a node. I'll probably build out on a Raspberry Pi. Um, but yeah, so all time high. We'll get into the article here. Bitcoin Lightning Network capacity crosses thirty nine crosses thirty nine hundred Bitcoin, marking a new all time high. The Bitcoin Lightning was first implemented into the Bitcoin mainnet in 2018 and has ever since been able to maintain an upward trajectory in terms of expanding its capacity. It's because it works really, really well. Unwithered by ongoing bear market, Bitcoin BTC's underlying architecture continues to outperform itself, further securing, decentralizing, and speeding up the inter interpenetrable peer-to-peer. Oh, I just uh, had to double-check and make sure I was recording this podcast here. I got a sick feeling I didn't hit the record button, but I'm good. Um, the Bitcoin Lightning Network was first implemented into the Bitcoin mainnet in 2018, as we just said, to address Bitcoin's infamous scalability issues and has since been able to maintain an upward trajectory in terms of expanding its capacity. The climb, however, saw a temporary disruption on April 18th when the Lightning Network capacity dropped by 7.7% away from 3,887 and 0.051 Bitcoin to 3,402.273 Bitcoin in a matter of weeks, showcasing network resilience. The drop was accompanied by a quick recovery back to 3,718.351 Bitcoin by May 2nd. How many days? Yeah, so about a 12-day recovery there uh, to bring the network capacity back. But I don't know. uh, Maybe you guys could inform me of this, but I don't know why capacity matters. Who cares? As long as people are using the network and the nodes are up and going. Uh, The amount of Bitcoin on the network obviously uh, going up is a positive thing because – then the use of the network is uh, moving in an upward trajectory. But if it has a dip and there are people, it just means people are spending on the network. Uh, unless I'm wrong, somebody can correct me on Twitter, TikTok, or you can reach out to me on the website there. 
Uh, moreover, statistics data from 1 million shows that all aspects of Bitcoin Lightning Network continue to grow parallel to Bitcoin's global adoption drive. I think Lightning is going to be the key to adoption. Uh, if it wasn't for Lightning Network, El Salvador <clears throat> would not be possible. Uh, it'd be too slow and too expensive for these uh, small Salvadorian businesses to do transactions. But the Lightning Network opens up that possibility and uh, makes it possible for them to all have sound money. And this is a Redditor's Davin data-driven predictor prediction hints at a major disruption that will see the crypto industry move away from bridging between L1 blockchains and L2s, as explained by the OP, which means original poster. L2 adoption is happening now. Even if it is slow and in bursts behind the scenes, L2s are improving reliability, decreasing fees, and increasing accessibility. L2s are still building and improving, and that's fantastic. A Cointelegraph previously reported L2 scaling solutions take advantage of L1 security and process multiple transactions into a single package. Yeah, so if you've never tried Lightning Network, there's some really good wallets out there. Uh, I mainly, I like Exodus wallet. It's kind of like my phone, my mobile wallet of choice because it looks pretty. It's nice. If you're going to, uh, orange bill people, orange bill people talk about, uh, talk about crypto, Bitcoin, all that kind of stuff. It's a nice app to show people. Uh, however, there's also moon wallet it has, uh, you have access to an on-chain and a lightning wallet on there. And I believe Exodus only has access to a lightning wallet in the mobile version, but that's probably what you'd be using. Anyways, but there's lots of good wallets out there. Trust Wallet, Blue Wallet. Uh, look into Lightning. Uh, how you want to think of Lightning? If you're if you don't know already, I'm assuming most do. But I'll give a quick rundown. Is if you're uh, think of Lightning as your uh, your actual wallet. So the way I like to think of Bitcoin in itself is my on-chain Bitcoin is my savings account. <clears throat> and my lightning is my wallet. So I don't take my entire savings account with me everywhere I go. Uh, but I do take a little bit of Bitcoin on the lightning network everywhere I go. So I, I'm able to do fast peer to peer transactions cheaply with anyone else who accepts lightning. Um, so you actually move your on chain Bitcoin to your, your lightning network uh, wallet address and uh, that will essentially add them to the for uh i guess we'll simplify things it just adds them to the lightning network and allows you to spend on the lightning network uh so it's super easy to use um i think one day it'll be more seamless than that and i think we're going to be there sooner than we think uh right now that move between the wallets can throw some people off and they're not exactly sure what lightning is and how to use it and all that kind of stuff but uh the technology and simple and the simplification of the wallet process is uh, accelerating so fast that I think before that we know it, it's going to be seamless interaction with uh, between your your essentially your Bitcoin savings account and your Bitcoin spend wallet. Uh, next article I want to go over. This is from CoinDesk and uh, just talking about the record we set in the negative light for bitcoin uh bouncing around that 29,500 support level it's uh, this weekend it just kind of bounced bounced around support and uh, right now like i said we are bouncing off uh resistance right now we're at 30,599 so it just bounced off resistance again uh so right now yeah that, that level is lower than last week and we are in the red again that we're bitcoin's on a downward trajectory still and we have set a record week number nine going into week number 10. We'll see what happens here. 
And this is the article. We'll go into it together. Bitcoin shows signs of bottoming, bottoming out after nine weeks of losses. Uh, keep in mind, I'm just going to interject my own points here as we go. But uh, just because we've been down nine weeks doesn't mean we're not going to go down for week 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Uh, yeah, we could bounce up tomorrow. We could be at 50,000 in the next 10 days. But it, uh, just because we've set a new record doesn't mean we're due for uh, I don't agree with that. I think if you're thinking about Las Vegas and you put all your money on black and it rolls uh, red seven times in a row, it doesn't mean it's going to hit black the next time. And it doesn't even mean the odds favor it hitting black the next time. So just keep that in mind. It's not something to trade off of. Not in financial advice, of course. I'm not a financial counselor. Uh, I'm just a Bitcoin cryptocurrency analyst. And um, I don't think the weeks mean anything other than it's crappy that it's down it's down for nine weeks in a row but uh, as far as making uh, any kind of association with the downward price action that it needs to move up is not a reliable way to trade anyways let's dig into the article here bitcoin btc added 5.6 percent in the past 24 hours that's today right now i think we're sitting at about 4.5 percent uh, to rise over 30,000 during Asian trading hours on Monday in a brief show of strength that made a record losing streak. Data shows the Asians um, have been, the Asian market has been uh, spot on with predicting bottoms and tops. Uh, both keep that in mind. Not again, it's nothing, uh, nothing set in stone, but when the Asian market is buying, it, uh, it's positive. Uh, it's positive in my look. The asset has slid from nine straight weeks for the first time in history, falling from the 48,160 level. Remember that? Remember it was 48,000 in late March to last week's close of 29,600. 29, wow, Bitcoin is so underpriced. It is crazy right now. The drop came alongside inflation concerns and the broader community, broader economy. Uh, move away from risk assets and systematic risk with the crypto industry. Yeah, investors just moved away from risk on, like we've talked about before. Readings on the relative strengths index, the RSI, a tool used by traders to calculate the magnitude of an asset's price move, have fallen to nearly 30, suggesting signs of bottoming out. We can still go down being an oversold, but it is a positive sign being oversold. Um, I just wish it was positive. I wish... We, we've been oversold at 40000 also, uh, something to keep in mind. Short-term buyers can add to this week's momentum. Sentiment, sentiment data from last week already suggests the market may be headed for higher prices in the coming weeks. Some analysts have said that investors would continue to assess price action before deploying capital. U.S. markets saw a modest revival last week with stocks rising across the board. Yeah, stocks are doing okay. They're even doing okay today. I only follow Tesla. That's the only stock I really like. Uh, Simon Peters, market analyst on El Toro, said in an interview, said in an email, although crypto didn't see quite the same revival prices, uh, revival prices have now been holding steady in major cryptos such as Bitcoin, suggesting a calm of sorts before any fresh commitment to the market uh, is made by large players. Yes, maybe. That's possible. Um they're waiting for that stability before they inject money and uh, just making sure that they can't get Bitcoin at a cheaper price. Yeah, maybe. Monday, I, I buy that. Monday's run comes on the back of a dump in Asian equities amid reports that major Chinese cities have started to ease coronavirus restrictions 
After months of strict lockdowns, traders laid bets that reopening the economy could spark an increase in consumer spending, which could increase consume company revenues in, in the coming weeks and could indicate a bottom for stocks in the region. The Asian Dow index rose 2.15%, while Hong, Song, Hong Kong's Hang Seng index added 2.06%. On Monday, Japan's Nikkei 225 bumped 2.9%. 2.9%. And the European indices, such as the Stokes 600 and DAX, are adding at least 0.82%. So the entire world is up in the markets right now. Is um, what you can take from this, European, Asian, and North American markets, we're all up uh, over the American Memorial Day weekend. Uh, don't get your uh, don't get your hopes up. I don't like that term that I use, but um, I guess don't be surprised if uh, this is a slight little bit of positive price action. Excuse me, that was a really loud sneeze. We come back down again and bounce around there some more. Uh, don't be surprised. I hope it goes up. It's looking good right now. I really hope it goes up. But uh, be cautious. Divergence in equity and cryptocurrency dynamics was conspicuous last week, highlighting the weakness of the crypto market. <clears throat> uh, one article I just want to touch on that's... Uh, I found it interesting. I just want to get in the headline because I think uh, most most articles, that's the least important thing is the headline, right? You want to get in, dig in deep and get in the facts. But I like, uh, this is interesting. It's crypto's young investment investors <clears throat> hold firm against headwinds. headwinds. So it's just showing that um, this article, I'm not going to dig through it because it's just kind of talking about how uh, young investors have conviction in crypto. And uh, I'm not surprised. And I think that there is a lot of people that grew up now with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is uh, 12 years old. And if you are in your mid-20s, it's been out. Uh, essentially, there's been Bitcoin available for spending and being used as a money uh, since you've been paying attention to it. So it's much different for younger people than it is for uh those of us 30 and over. And uh, I think we just have to keep in mind young investors in their uh, kind of when you're hitting that 18 to say 26, 27 mark, they look at Bitcoin much differently. We look at Bitcoin. We already have strong conviction, of course. Uh, I'm essentially all in on Bitcoin pretty well. Uh, and uh, I believe in it. And I believe it has uh, the power to offer a bank and sound money to the entire world should it be given the choice. And I believe it's got numbers go up tech in it being uh, 21 million and the scarcity involved and the way Bitcoin production is cut in half every uh, every four years or so, I think is just the best asset that you could possibly hold, the security of the network, uh, everything involved. It's the hardest, most secure, most scarce asset that you can hold in the, at this time. That's why I have conviction in it. And these uh, younger people, I... I I needed to research that and find out that for my own. I, I, that's something I always uh, was a bit of a skeptic at the beginning, that 2009 to 2018, I was always uh, like a Bitcoin skeptic. And then around 2018, I started being interested in it. And then one thing led to another. But um, you are had to be pro-Bitcoin by doing your own research. 
where now these kids are growing up with crypto and they're growing up with Bitcoin. It's just part of life. It's just a normal part of life. And uh, they're intertwined in the tech space, uh, young people. Like they, uh, they have a, uh, a relationship with technology that's different from my generation. I see, watch my son. I have uh, two sons and I watch them. Uh, they both have tablets. I don't mind them having electronic devices. I don't see it as a weakness. I think it is as a positive for their future, learning how to use technology. And uh, the way they use it is different than the way I would have used it at their age. And their uh, their intuition they have as far as using technology is much different. And that's not going to be any different at all from crypto is just another tech. And uh, they're going to young people are going to see it differently than we see it. Anyways, uh, I think that's about it. The South Korean authorities are reportedly probing into the staff behind Terra. Uh, we're going to wait till this plays out because right now it's just a rumor. Uh, I was going to cover it, but I think I'm going to wait on it and we'll see. They're just investigating, so we'll see what happens. And I think they've actually been investigating uh, the Terra the Luna Foundation, uh, at least the uh, Duke Wong, at least the CEO for a, a, little, while, a little while now. <clears throat> So we're going to watch and see how this plays out. And then if it's worth talking about, we'll talk about it. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening to Monday's show. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. If you're listening to us on Spotify, please give us a follow and a review. Uh, goes a long way. And same thing with iTunes. Please give us a subscribe and a review on there. Brand new podcast. And it goes quite a long way to leave any kind of feedback. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to www.thewayofcrypto.com. You can email me there, contact me. There's a list, uh, there's a link for our RSS feed if you run your own servers. And uh, as well, you can reach out to me on TikTok at Way of Crypto and on Twitter at Way of Crypto Cast. Uh, hit me up on both of those if you want, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye bye.